102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 in Boston with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Hey, yesterday was National Jerky Day. Did you have any? Jerky? No, I, it, it didn't even occur to me. Nor did I. I missed it. I work with two jerks every day. How about hey, that, hey, Anthony? Yeah. That kind of mouth. Yeah. He had some jerky on Saturday playing golf, though. Speaking of a jerky, mm-hmm. Scott Cohen will be here after 7 o'clock. Loads of sports to talk uh, to Cohen about today. That's that Jamaican jerk. That's right. Yeah, yes. yeah, that, that kind of jerk. Yes. So there's that. A few other things, too. 536. Back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Hey, Springfield kids. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and Deep Purple with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. It is, uh, it is a bit muggy out there today i don't like it i don't like it like that no it's i don't like, like it either sticky and hot and ugh, ugh. it's uh gonna be uh, muggy today with a high of 84 tomorrow sunny with a high of 83 it is uh 65 right now in downtown springfield hollywood trash is brought to you by aqua pump an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Justin Bieber is dealing with total paralysis on the right side of his face because of something called Ramsey Hunt Syndrome. He says, quote, this is pretty serious. Obviously, my body's telling me I gotta slow down. I uh, saw a video of him talking about it. Yeah. And, like, his whole face is just, uh, it's all jammed up. Is it? This is what I'm trying to figure out. What this thing is, because they're not really uh... his. The the muscles on one side of his face, mm-hmm. eyes, nose, the mouth, they're not working. It's a virus. Yeah, so I mean he'll get better, but it's a it's a temporary thing. But but it's like it's a it's bizarre. It's not like Bell's palsy. It's like a little bit more than that. Uh, what I'm reading here, it's caused by the same virus that causes chicken pox and attacks the facial nerve near the ear. Justin can't blink his right eye, move his right nostril, or smile with the right side of his mouth. I, uh, I'm not a Justin Bieber fan by any means, but that doesn't sound very comfortable, and I don't think that that would be uh, something anybody would want to experience. Well, if you want to hear what it sounds like when Justin talks with his face, we'll have it and now hear this. Well, how about that? So we'll know what happens. Like, uh, it's like a Dick Clark uh, doing a countdown. Not nearly as bad. Not nearly. Although we could alter it to make it sound really bad if we want to do it that way. We could. Yeah. Uh, I think Dick Clark's still stuck on six. (laughs) (laughs) From what was that? 2011. 2011. Yeah, I think so. Uh, during a tribute to Julie Andrews by the American Film Institute, the remaining Von Trapp kids from The Sound of Music sing. Do Ray Me and Julie joined in. The ceremony airs uh, Thursday night on TNT. How old are the Von Trapp kids? Uh, well, how old is Julie Andrews for Well, God's she's got to be in her 80s. She's got to be in her 90s, I would imagine. All right, I'm looking it up. I think 80s is right. I would guess. Julie Andrews. I'll guess 80. 86. Wow, close. Yeah, close, close to, to 90. 90. Yeah, yeah. She's wow. A- I'll tell you what. I was right. In her 80s. But the Von Trapp kids have got to be as old. Well, they're probably in their 60s, right? They got to be know. in their late 60s. Not the not the kids from the actual mo- the kids from the movie Von Trapp kids or like the real Von Trapp kids. Oh. Uh, it says f- the Von Trapp kids from the sound of music. There's okay. real Von right. Trapp kids? Yes. Really? Yes. 
Okay. Absolutely. All right. What do you think? They just make the story up? <laughs> you think Julie Andrews ever was in a, in a in a movie that wasn't real, like Mary Poppins? Hmm. It absolutely was those two little kids. And Dick Van, uh, you know, Dick Van Dyke was able to sing like a penguin with his pants. Just pull the pants down around his ankles. And he actually it, cleaned chimneys. Yes, he was okay. a he was a chimney sweep gotcha. for many many years. Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he's a scam artist. The chimney sweeping thing is a scam. What are you talking about? <laughs> We've been talking about that for years. Like, how do you know that the guy actually cleans your chimney? You're just mm. taking his word for it. Well, because uh, of the lack of creosote, lack of uh, chimney fires. Well, anybody can take charcoal and put it on their face and go, "Yeah, I just went up your chimney. I cleaned it." All right, but does your chimney sweep uh, sing? Uh. <laughs> No, well, that's I w- what I want. I always want my chimney sweep to sing, but that's and the thing. sing like a bird. He didn't even sweep the chimney. He was just singing. He was singing the whole time. He was popping it in out of chimneys like yeah. it was no big deal. I don't know. I think uh, Dick Van Dyke was running a chimney sweep scam back in that day. Uh, let's see. Bryce Dallas Howard still hasn't seen an episode of Happy Days with her dad Ron Howard and Godfather Henry Winkler. She says she's not avoiding it, and she's at least seen her dad on the Andy Griffith show. Huh. That's a. Uh, I was watching David Letterman's My Next Guest mm-hmm. last night, right. and it was the one with uh, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she was talking about how her kids like never watched her on television. She doesn't like to watch her shows that she's in, although she said she will. Watch it if it's if somebody's you know has it on. So right. her kids didn't watch it until they were like older, te- much older teenagers, like a Seinfeld, because she thought it was inappropriate mm. uh, to watch. But I could see, uh, you know, if you're really not interested in that your dad's a big superstar like Ron well, Howard. I, I don't think my kids have uh, listened to more than ten seconds of the show over the last twenty years. Your kids aren't interested in anything you do as a parent. No, of course anything. not. No. That my kids aren't even interested in what other people do. No, because everything you do is awkward and cringy, uh, which makes it so much fun to do. Back in uh, 2004 on The View, she admitted to have never seen an episode of the uh, of Happy Days, uh, and then she admits she still hasn't seen it. That's kind of a blow to your dad, don't it's you a, think? It's a little bit of a slap in the mm-hmm. face. Like, wouldn't I would say I would just be just a little curiosity to what he what you know what character he played. On the show, you'd like to know what it was about. I mean, it, it took up what eleven years of his life. Yeah, yeah, that's the adult you saying that. As a kid, if that was your dad, you wouldn't care. Yeah, probably not. Tom Hiddleston is proud that Loki is bisexual. Quote: The Marvel Cinematic Universe has to reflect the world which we live in, so it was an honor to bring that up. It was really important to me. Mm. Uh, Post Malone smokes an average of forty to forty-five cigarettes a day. But the most he's done is 80. Wow. He said it's messed up his voice, but he isn't concerned because lifelong smoker Johnny Cash still sounded cool. Um, but yet Johnny Cash died, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but Johnny Cash didn't die of, like, lung cancer or anything like that, did, did he? Did he not? I, I don't know. I don't remember what Johnny Cash died of. I don't know. Uh, when you look at Post Malone, don't yeah. you automatically assume... That he smells like cigarettes or weed. Yeah. Just by looking at him. Yeah. I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you do. And then you look at him and you're like, I bet you he smells awful. Well, it's that, f- it's the, the f- combined with the face tattoos and, and all that other stuff. Uh, Johnny Cash, by the way, died at 71. 
Complications from diabetes. Ah, uh, see? See? He, yeah. A Clark bar killed Johnny Cash. Mm. Okay. You know? <laughs> not 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 a pack of Kents. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Woodfire Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, tonight is Game 5 of the NBA Finals. The Celtics and Golden State Warriors locked up in the series of two wins apiece. And, of course, tonight they'll play at Golden State, which means the game won't start until 9 p.m., long after I'll be fast asleep. And while the Celtics did lose Game 4, thanks to another mediocre second half, I still believe, delusionally perhaps, that the Celtics are still very much in it. Because after all, it's still Game 5, and Game 6 comes back to Boston on Thursday. Now, I don't know about you, but in my opinion, this thing ain't over by a long shot. And even though the Celtics can't manage a third quarter that's worth a damn, they still have a chance to put this thing away. Getting back to Thursday, uh, to Boston on Thursday will certainly help, if for no other reason than the fact that Celtics fans are driving the Golden State Warriors crazy. For example, during his weekly podcast, Golden State's Draymond Green stated that the Celtics fans are both loud and obnoxious. I find that very hard to believe. In my opinion, we are a passionate yet respectful bunch towards uh, opposing players throughout the league. However... When you're a notoriously dirty player is resort to crotch-grabbing and tugging at the pants of our beloved superstars, well, that's when we might take exception. According to Green, quote, They're very loud, a little obnoxious. Cleveland fans used to be obnoxious, too. Now these people take the cake. Okay, so riddle me this. What's more obnoxious to you? A guy who's just spent $4,000 on a ticket yelling at people during an NBA final game? Or... A guy who's making $25 million a year and tried to pants Jalen Brown in the game in the second game of the series. To me, the ticket holder is just doing his job. The guy who's trying to pull down Jalen Brown's pants in front of 17,000 ticket-paying fans is a whole different story. On the NBA obnoxiousness continuum, the guy that's grabbing more testicles than rebounds is the one who should be under scrutiny, not the guy in the third row who's calling you out for doing it. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A battery-powered lawnmower? Come on! Flashlights run on batteries. Lawnmowers require loud, smelly, and costly gasoline until you go to Rocky's and look at the Ego Mower. Ego exceeds the power of gas. You charge it up, and you mow. Get an Ego today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 6-11 and Whitesnake with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Going to be muggy today with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 83. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us next hour. We've got uh, we got Thunderbirds hockey to talk about. We've got the Celtics to talk about. A few other things. So he'll be coming up just after 7 o'clock. Uh, so I uh, I know you, uh, you were uh, busy on Friday. Yeah, uh, I was at a, 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 a radio conference. For talk radio, the one I go to every year in New York. Oh uh, man, it was. Uh, I gave. Uh, I let everybody know how to do this job. Yeah. Uh, gave them my. Uh, gave them my best. I. I. I was brief, but uh, no, it was very, very cool. It was a lot of fun. Uh, did they? Did they ask you? Uh, hey, uh, you know, you've been coming to this radio conference for uh, how many years now? How many years have you been doing this? Uh, 15, 16 15, years. Fifteen, sixteen years. Uh, 
I'm sure you've come up with some other bit other than the view from the couch. Uh, tell us, uh, what else have you done? This isn't really about uh, bits. <laughs> I don't do bits. You're a prop comic. I'm a prop yeah. comic. Now, uh-huh. hold, now hold my water bottle. My hold my water sprayer. Um, no, I mean it's, it's more about like a like a, talking about industry stuff, which would bore the tears out of normal people. But uh, no, it was good. Yeah. Anybody it, get really drunk or inappropriate? Um, I, Sean Hannity. <laughs> no, uh, nobody got really drunk this time. Although in the past, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen it. Different age, diff- different era. Yeah, we're, it's in like, now. we're we're all older now. Mm-hmm. So it's like the last thing on our mind is to go get stewed at one of these things. Although yeah. in the old days, oh man, they used to have like it was a two day conference and they'd have this big like a uh, like social networking mm-hmm. uh, party, this big gathering, right? And people would get bombed it was so much fun and they say you should never be pictured at one of these types of events or any business event for that matter with a cocktail in your hand yeah and that's why it's a bad look that's why i always had my hands behind my back like i was being arrested (laughs) by somebody wait a minute why because it it presents the wrong image to your industry um our industry is based off of uh sadness and loneliness and drinking yeah maybe ours is different than others steve (laughs) it's a good point (laughs) actually i think not seeing a drink in someone's hand would be like that guy doesn't work in radio Mm -hmm. it reminds me many many years ago i'm not going to name names Uh we had a a fellow who worked here who was uh was fired for uh, uh apparently doing something in the station van uh, getting a, a little inebriated mm-hmm. in the... He wasn't driving it. Yeah. He was a passenger. Okay. And we had this big meeting after he had been fired, and it was explaining that, uh, you know, this guy had been had been uh, let go, and, and the, the boss said, I just want to remind everybody, you know, let's just uh, you know, be professional and remember why we got into this business in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I started laughing. And he said, what's so funny? He says, because you fired that guy for the very same reason we all got into this business. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's drunk and loaded in the station van. That, that's what you do. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Uh, Friday, I had uh, I, 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 I did a wedding in the daytime. Did you get married? I did not get married. Um, but it was it was a wedding in the daytime, which on a Friday, which uh, is c- kind of unusual. It's a good way to save some money. It's a great way to save some money, and I th- and these and these uh, folks that got married, they're very like calm, cool people. Like so, they they were just. It wasn't huge. It was maybe fifty people, I think, uh, okay. total. And uh, it's it's kind of the right way to do it if you if you don't want to you know spend a ton of money. But it was down in New Haven, and when somebody says, which is another way to avoid crowds. Yes, when somebody says New Haven. I think of bad things. I don't know why. Like I just, I think of those two radio idiots that are down there. I yep. think of, uh, I think of crime. I think of, uh, you know, all these different things that uh, I don't. It's, it's the home of Pat Oates. It is. What, the what home. more do you need to say? I believe he's from Brantford, but that's still. But yeah, no, it, not Frank really. Pepe's Pizza is good. In in uh, yeah, the, some the, people the, like the, it. The pizza it, places are great. Yeah. but that but. Once you get beyond that, yeah, or yeah. beyond the Yale campus, okay. there ain't all that much to, to New Haven. Good point. No, and uh, so then uh, you know this place is it was at this place called Anthony's Ocean View, right? And it was this beautiful place on the water in New Haven, and it looked like I showed you a picture of it. It looks like it was from Florida. 
like or, or some sort of tropical island because they have these palm trees that they planted on the beach in New Haven. And I'm like, this, where am I? I'm my, my, my situational awareness is really off right now. Yeah, those palm trees have probably already died. They and, planted them yeah. there over the weekend. Well, they're, they're probably, probably inflatable. Yeah. Okay, maybe. And it was uh, everything about it was like authentically Italian. I, I think everybody that worked there was uh, they didn't speak any English except for the one guy who was the coordinator, and uh, he just very you know that romantic Italian. His name was Franco and. Oh, what can I help you with? You know, and you know, right. all this other stuff. So it was really good. And the food was fantastic. And they had like a brunch because it was like a daytime wedding. So sure. it was like chicken marsala and roast beef and then uh, Belgian waffles and sausage and bacon. Like it was it was like uh, all these. It already those, sounds terrific. Yeah, it was it was just really weird to see that in New Haven. Like it's it just places that you wouldn't think had really nice places like that that look like you're on a tropical island yeah you know, the funny part about it is that there are people in new haven that are saying the very same thing about springfield mm-hmm. yeah like you know once you get past those one or two beautiful parts of town you know what else is there but there's a lot there's a lot to offer that springfield of course has to offer but uh it was it was just odd because i wasn't i'm not really familiar with the whole area just my stereotypical perception of what the but that's, city was but that's the that's the problem yeah. like you, know, you, you i'm sure that if you really want to spend time in new haven yeah and the most amount of time i've spent in new haven is at the train station so i can't really judge it from uh, from just that alone yeah uh you, know, you don't always have a great feeling about that anymore than you have a great feeling about like bridgeport but i'm sure there are breathtaking areas of like uh you know like industrial parks or uh, you know factories or you know something like that. My sister went to the University of Bridgeport. Yes, and I just remember going there as a kid, and my mom being like, "Okay, we only we need to park as close as we can to the building, and go, <laughs> and go walk in that way because it wasn't a very nice place to be, don't you think?" Bridgeport, it's it's, it's not the crown yeah. jewel of Connecticut, yeah. that's for sure. Relative, my grandmother lived in Bridgeport, and yes, rundown apartment complex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I thought, isn't that where they had the the opening scene of Good Times? Isn't that the, <laughs> the buildings that they show? I, I don't believe that was the case. Yeah. But and then uh, and then Saturday night, I, I went out uh, with a friend to um, Sturbridge to the Kazen Kazen Kazen. Okay, uh, sushi. Some of the best sushi I've ever had. In my life. Now, you were was, telling me off the air, that's yeah. next to that plate, that hot pot place. It's right near the hot pot place. It's on the same side of the street. And, uh, yeah, actually, I, I obviously had to call for a reservation for this place, uh, this, this sushi place. But we had, uh, like, a surf and turf. It was, like, lobster and filet mignon mm-hmm. in a sushi roll. Really? It was so good. They put sweet potato in there, too. It's like, yep. eating, a, it's like eating a high-class dinner. Uh, in a roll. And as long as you're plugging nearby sushi places, my friend and I, Asian Bistro in Windsor, very good sushi place. The Asian Bistro. Right off I right off 91, actually, mm-hmm. in Windsor. If you get off the Windsor exit, it's right there. It's yeah. in a, like a little strip mall. So Fantastic. Yeah, speaking of food, I know we're kind of on something here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister threw a, uh, a graduation party for my niece and it was also my daughter Kate's 18th birthday yesterday, so it was like a like a combo party. Yeah, and uh, she got herself a, 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 a had it was a pig roast. You know how I am about pork. 
I would choose the crust of the earth to get to a roasted pork. Oh, oh, oh. Lord, it was good. It was so good. And when I got home, you know, she had it, 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 there was pork enough for 50 people, but there were only 30 people at the party. So oh. we got all kinds of pork to bring home. Mm-hmm. So last night when I got home and I got home like around uh, 6.30, 7 o'clock or whatever, I was really hungry yeah. and I made myself a Cuban sandwich with that stuff. Ooh. Oh, my Lord. That's what uh, the pickles and the, right? It's, yeah, it? it's it's the roasted pork, yeah. ham, cheese, pickle, mustard, buttered bread, and you grill it like a grilled cheese sandwich and you press it down. Oh, That sounds awful. Why would you make something like that? Dude, it's kidding. fantastic. I'm kidding. It's like one of the best sandwiches in the world. By the way, going back to the sushi for a moment, mm-hmm. did they name them after towns? Because I know they like to do this. Because the ones that I had in Windsor, it was the uh, Windsor Roll mm-hmm. and the Bloomfield Roll for Bloomfield, Connecticut. Did they do that like for Sturbridge, like the no uh, head and arms in the lock in the stocks no, roll or they, anything like that? They or? had more of like uh, general Massachusetts names, like ah. the the Celtics roll gotcha. and, the, and the Red Sox <laughs> yeah, roll. Yeah, they the, always do that. Very clever of the Japanese restaurants, yeah. by the way, too. But, yeah. but anytime I've had like sushi locally, mm-hmm. I mean, if I saw something on the menu called the Palmer Roll, yes. I'd probably say, what else is there to eat? Again, you're right, but yet it's a good ploy, I think, to get you to buy and eat local. The uh, the Uda Pippig roll. Mm-hmm. Will you stop? <laughs> Why? Please. Hey, listen, she was a great runner. They named, yeah. they named a roll after her. I know. Mm-hmm. Got I that asso uh, sauce that's dripped <laughs> over the top of it. Well, the Grenadvites roll would be the same thing. <laughs> yeah, actually. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 621 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Yeah. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 627 and the Black Crows with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Going to be uh, humid today. Uh, could see some rain showers with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 83. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us uh, just after 7 o'clock. There's Celtics to talk about. Uh, there's Thunderbirds to talk about. We could even talk about baseball and football, too. Plus, U.S. Open in Brookline this week. That's right. So all of that coming up just after Seven o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned. With back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. You sound like Chumley from Tennessee Tuxedo. I was going for Eeyore from the. Uh, oh, yeah. What was that name? Winnie that? the Pooh. Yeah, what was the forest name? 100 Acre Wood. 100 Acre Wood. We'll just call it Chumyor then. We'll combine the two. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, today I learned uh, that the costume that the lion and the Wizard of Oz wore was actually real lion skin. Hmm. Imagine wearing that. That had to be very heavy. That had to have been very hot. This was uh, Burt Lair's cowardly lion costume from the classic film Wizard of Oz uh, sold back in 2014. For more than $3 million, it was made from real lion and uh, skin and fur. It had been authenticated as one of the, uh, as the one Lar, I don't even know how to say it. Lar. Lar. It's Lar. War in the 1939 film, and its face is sculptured uh, likeness of the late actor. Put him up. Put him up. Yeah. Right. uh, That's the dude. The costume worn by the Tin Man. Yeah. The Tin Man was originally supposed to be uh, Buddy Epson, uh, Jed Clampett. But the uh, the makeup, the metallic makeup on his face. He got lead poisoning. He got lead poisoning. 
Yeah, that. by the way, his son played basketball for UCLA. Jack Haley, I think was his name, and Jack Haley Jr. was a UCLA basketball star. I thought you were talking about uh, Buddy Ebsen. No. Wouldn't that have been interesting? That would have been cool, yeah. Like in the compl- like just wearing the uh, clodhoppers out there on the uh, on the court. And I thought that uh, that uh, Buddy Epson's son wanted to become a brain surgeon. I didn't know. I did not know that. Uh, but I do have a tidbit. I'm sorry, his nephew, because oh. Jethro was his nephew. Mm-hmm. My mistake. Uh, you imagine if Buddy Epson, uh, you know, they made a show out of the, him getting lead poisoning? <laughs> that would have been something interesting. Well, huh? the, well, the next thing you know, he's got high blood pressure and abdominal pain. <laughs> <laughs> Catch, catchy tune. That, that, yeah, that really flows. Yeah. Yeah. Headaches, difficulties with memories, <laughs> concentration <laughs> out the window. Texas sneeze. <laughs> Texas sneeze. There you go. <laughs> and that is uh, today. I lo- that is today. I learned. <laughs> We're back, Steve and Dave, Hey, got that Barstool Sports guy with his pizza ratings. A Springfield pizzeria in the running. We'll get to it. The temperature is 33. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Uh-oh, don't look now. We got more monkey pox here in Massachusetts. Health officials identifying two new cases of the monkey pox in adult men, according to the State Department of Public Health. Now, this is the stuff that causes fever, headaches, sore throat, swollen nymph, uh, lymph, no- nymph nodes. Swollen, swollen nymph yeah, nodes. Who, that would be good, who actually. Are these, who are these nymphs? I know, right? And also uh, pustules filled with pus. Mm. Yeah. Uh, these cases confirmed over the weekend after testing was completed at the State Public Health Lab in Jamaica Plain. Apparently, both men known to have a close relationship with each other. A rash may be the first symptom you might notice. You better watch heart. out. Baby, who's that? Don't look now. There's a monkey on your back. Who is that? George Michael. <laughs> That's did it. Did you not know? I did not. I think yeah. we I think we need a monkey pox um Beverly Hillbillies tune, actually. Why That's can't why can't you do it? Why can't you set your monkey free? Always giving into it. Do you love the monkey or do you love me? You're now brave. I got the monkey pox. <laughs> They say that uh, this is uh, contractable mm-hmm. by prolonged face-to-face contact with yes. people. All right. Yes. Well, they did have a, a close relationship. The two men that were yep. found to have had monkeypox in Massachusetts. Well, there you go. How there about you... uh, mono was the kissing disease? Now it's monkeypox? Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't even have to be kissing. You could just be uh, be a close talker and get like right into somebody's face. Yeah, but if somebody uh, comes up to Yeah, but you know what you can get mono many different ways, but many people associate it with the kissing disease. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you associate it monkeypox? Oh, who have you been kissing? Huh? Yeah, it's hard for me to get terribly worked up about monkeypox. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to do with all these murder hornets. Well, those will those will eventually go away. It's always some new fear that we have to worry about. A couple of big ceremonies over the weekend in our midst. At the 104th Fighter Wing, Commander Colonel Tom Bladen handed the torch to his successor, a change of command at the Barnes National Air Guard Base, as Bladen turned over the wing to his vice commander, Colonel David Halasi Kuhn of Suffield, Connecticut. And also over the weekend, 
Mayor Dom Sarno on hand for a big ceremony. Imagine that. That never happens, right? No, no never he never shows up to these things. Yes, our mayor joining customers at the Italian bread shop located on Orange Street to wish the owner of the bakery a happy birthday. Joe Santos had no idea that his daughter Jenny would turn yesterday into an 83rd birthday event at the bakery. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And Dom Sarno was on hand for that, as he usually is for many big events. Hey, there's a couple of... Retired Marine Corps sergeant majors who are walking across America. Right now, they're on Route 20. And they're going from Boston to Newport, Oregon. It's a distance of 3,365 miles. Route 20, by the way, is the longest roadway in America. I, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. It's the single longest road in the U.S. highway system. And state legislators... Across the country, including here in the Bay State, are taking action to designate it the, quote, Medal of Honor Highway. So that's one of the reasons why Justin J.D. LaHue and Coleman Rocky Kinzer, the retired Marine Corps dudes, are walking across the country right now on Route 20. You could probably spot them if you drive along Route 20. I, uh, I have lived near within less than a mile of Route 20 most of my life. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, because really? it goes through central New York. It goes as through well. central New York, yeah. and it uh, obviously comes through here. It's right, right near my house. Mm-hmm. It's uh, only down at the end of the street, and uh, it's just weird. It just goes from one, one end of the country you to know, another. You know, when I first uh, moved to the area and I had this, uh, this apartment in Westfield, mm-hmm. I could easily have thrown a rock all the way to Route 20. I live that close to it. Um, I wouldn't suggest throwing rocks on Route 20. But uh, man, it is it is a highway of wonder, isn't it? It is a highway of wonder. It really There's is. All kinds of different things. There's the uh, especially out the in the Berkshires. It's called the Jacob's Ladder Trail. Hmm. Yes, that I knew. Yeah. And, uh, and there's all these little points along the way. Yeah, there's even one in my town of Huntington, uh, hmm. d- denoting the different uh, historical references Man, to Route 20. This, this is this today's show is maybe more fascinating than I think we have ever been more fascinating before. We're actually it's, learning things. No, I wasn't really learning much. I'm just okay. saying, man, how how fascinating. Uh, these two retired Marine Corps guys walking along 20 and then across the United States. The point. Of the whole thing, it's dubbed The Long Road, and it's to raise funds for History Flight, a nonprofit dedicated to identifying the remains of U.S. military personnel killed overseas and then arranging for their transportation home with a, for a proper burial. <sighs> That's a great cause. Mm-hmm. No, no problem with the cause. I, trying to imagine myself walking that distance, mm-hmm. and I know myself well enough to know that after the first quarter mile, I'm only giving myself a quarter mile on okay. this, I would need to sit down and relax. Doesn't mean you couldn't drum up charity for something. You, instead of calling it the long road, you could just call it the short road. Yeah. Or uh, the not quite as long road, not, starring backs. Yes. Your Apple Watch would give up and just be like, dude, we tried to save your ass <laughs> back in December. You didn't want to listen. Yeah, that's right. You're on your own. Probably, We're not even taking any more uh, life stats from I'd, you. Uh, I'd probably close up my exercise yeah. rings within within 12 mm-hmm. feet. <laughs> didn't realize you had the exercise rings. You mean the ones with, that with you, the Apple, the, the 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 Apple Watch? Oh, not the one, the real ones that the gymnasts use. They do the Iron Cross, not that. Dude, kind I'd of rip thing. my arms off <laughs> if I tried doing that. <laughs> hey, Barstool Sports founder Dave Portnoy mm-hmm. 
has been posting pizza reviews on his YouTube channel, his One Bite Pizza Reviews. He's been doing that since 2019. He recently tried some pie from the Red Rose in Springfield. Just check the website. His review yet to go up, but we're waiting. And we mentioned Frank Pepe Pizzeria in New Haven. Mm -hmm. It's on the list. It's one of the top three of all time, according to Dave Portnoy. You know, the, the problem with people who don't live around here that pick pizza places, and, and Red Rose is delicious. Mm -hmm. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with the fact that Red Rose is on there, but because it's the most famous, I think, in the city, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's why it gets all the pomp and circumstance. There's plenty of pizza places out there that are really good. And not that it's better than Red Rose. It's just mm -hmm. differently better. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's made differently. Mm -hmm. uh, certain, uh, you know, you know. I think Red Rose has got a little bit of thicker crust. I'm more like the thinner crust. Yeah. There's a place out in Westfield called Alessio's. And it's uh, it's got that like New York City style Frank Pepe yeah. type pizza, right? Uh, and a matter of fact, I think it's it's like one of the, it's the, called the Brung Kigliano. I don't know. I can't even pronounce Kazan in uh, in Sturbridge, right? <laughs> but uh, it's pronounced Brocoligiano or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like that thin crust cheese and tomato pizza. It's sure. delicious. It's the thing about Portnoy is you know he's from Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think he went to Harvard, didn't he? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's from Massachusetts, and people make suggestions to him mm -hmm. where to go and he's been all over the country and you know the all you know to be honest all the new haven places get the highest ratings because it's yeah. new haven mm -hmm. we are talking about new haven again but uh i don't think he's ever been to springfield to do uh you know everybody knows the rules you know one bite i don't know if uh, he's done that yet well so, what, does he just get sent the pie from a red rose to his house near, near no, no, no 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 he he goes into the restaurant so he's been here then because he has tried he red has, rose he has now done it yes so he, this is this has already happened already been filmed we're waiting for the review yes mm -hmm. that's uh that's the deal mm -hmm. so we'll see uh, we will see waiting with bated breath 641 with back steve and dave coming up next vladimir putin will be the mass hat did you hear this story yet about the oddity with regard to the Russian president? No. It is very bizarre. All right. Well, then we we'll get, to that in a few. get into that. Stay tuned. It's straight ahead on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 650 and Skinner with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Uh, muggy today with a high of 84. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 83. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, the back Stephen Dave daily podcast coming up later on today. Don't miss another episode. You can listen to it on your smart speaker, your phone, your laptop, your tablet, what have you. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is Colin Newman from the band Wire. Really interesting conversation. They got a new album, a full documentary on the way, and maybe one of the most cogent conversations I've ever had about the music business is on uh, on that uh, that interview. You can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, St Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Dave, before you get into the, uh, the mass hat, did, you saw the email I sent you yesterday about the, they might be giants and uh, yes. all the concert dates that are going to be canceled now because they got into a car accident. John, oh, wow. John so it wasn't COVID for once. No, no right. John, John Flansburg, one mm. of the uh, John Linnell and John mm -hmm. Flansburg, uh, Flansburg got into a very, very bad car accident. Wow. He's okay. Uh, but he's pretty banged up. So, yeah, they've canceled a bunch of dates. And uh, I interviewed him uh, a few months ago. Wicked cool guy. Uh, I emailed him. Uh, wished him luck. Yeah. 
But uh, he didn't respond we'll, yet, did he? No, I think he's. Uh, I think he's a little too sore to pick up a phone right now. But he's, he's like, he, who's this Maxie's what? Fun, oh no, 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 no. He, I fun mean, gag. What? No, I, he knew the Maxi Pad podcast. Yeah, Maxi no, Pad no, podcast. He, yeah. he, he remembers it, but uh, but <laughs> nevertheless, uh, we wish him well because that was a, it's a pretty cool guy and a very good interview and uh, excellent use of cogent. The word cogent, by the way, I think. Well, uh, he's, I think. A, he's a very, very intelligent guy, yeah. and you know, he, he was talking about things that most other music artists what? do not understand. And so it's very, very involved. What is cogent? Well, he used it in a he used it in a sentence talking about his uh, upcoming podcast. It's just a very like. well thought out understanding of the way the music business actually works. Cogent, yes, yes, cogent. Like, pr- like precise and accurate and yeah. to, to the point, right? I think you, you know can, you can substitute it for coherent too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I think I can't learn any new thing, uh. I learned a new word today. Today you today learned. Today I learned. There you go. That too. It's six fifty-two with back Stephen Dave. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. It's not often you get to crown a world leader as a mass hat, but if there's any time when it's called for, it's this morning. I think uh, Vladimir Putin was from Westfield anyway. Was he, is that right originally? Mass hat, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Russian president carries a suitcase filled with his own excrement and urine. All right. Are we sure about that? Yep. Apparently it's out of fear that somehow too much personal information about his health should fall into the wrong hands. So instead of going into a toilet or something else, Uh he apparently stores it in a suitcase and carries it around. Well, what happens when the suitcase gets full? I I don't know. Maybe maybe he has henchmen destroy it at that point. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that one. I mean, is he one of those savers like you see like on uh, you know, hoarders? Yeah, I guess. Or I guess he, you could you put know, it that he's way. He's got it all in like a closet somewhere. So all this information from Rebecca Koffler, who is the president of Doctrine and Strategy Consulting and a former intelligence officer. So she disclosed this information over the weekend. Apparently... Putin wants to protect the image that he'll be ruling Russia indefinitely. First of all, it's Vladimir Putin at this point. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, <laughs> yes. That's what he says when he has to leave the room. I have to go take a Kremlin. <laughs> uh, by the way, Putin, or Putin yeah. has a special aide from the Federal Guard Service who handles the suitcase. So somebody has to actually handle Putin's poop-filled suitcase for him, apparently. Who, uh, who who applies for a job like that? Well, I don't think... You don't, you're just given that job. When you're in Russia, if Putin says, you'll carry my suitcase with the poop in it, yeah. you, don't, you, don't, you don't argue. No, but, it, but on the very day you learn that's your new... Uh, mm-hmm. that's, your, that's part of your... Your work assignment? That's the very day you start brushing up your your resume to see what else is out there. I would think. Although, if you do that and he finds out, you're probably going to get fired or worse. So apparently he only collects the fecal matter and the urine from Putin during trips. When he's safe at home in Moscow, I guess he feels okay I see. that he can dispose of it properly. But when he's on the road, so to speak... Different story. I'm going to drop the para poopers off in Ukraine. <laughs> 
Interesting. Yes. yes. Uh, you, nice. th- you think you know a guy. Today's mass hat, Russian President Vladimir Putin. We've got, uh, well, speaking of mass hats, Scott Cohen coming in early next hour, talking some sports. And he's not even from Massachusetts either. No, but he is certainly full of something. Oh, yeah, he you is. Know what I'm talking. And he right. carries a special suitcase around, too. We can mm-hmm. ask him about it. We've also got the 102-second sports coming up next on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't want to put any undue pressure on anybody here. I don't want to assert any demands or expectations. I don't want to get involved in any of that stuff. However, I would like to point out, the Springfield Thunderbirds beat the Laval Rocket in Game 6 tonight at the Mass Mutual Center. They will punch their ticket into the Calder Cup Finals. Now, just so we are clear, if they don't do it tonight, then they will have to do it Wednesday night instead. What's the difference? Well, if they pull it off tonight, Laval won't get another chance. If they wait until Wednesday night, then they will. And I'm simply not about giving anybody additional chances. I would also like to point out that if the Thunderbirds get into the Calder Cup Finals, it will be for the first time in 31 years. Think about that. The last time a Springfield hockey team had a shot at winning a championship of any kind was 1991, back when I was 25 years old. That's 15 years before Twitter, 16 years before the development of the iPhone, 25 years before the TikToks. In other words, there's a whole generation of Springfield area tax-paying citizens that never got a chance to imagine what it would be like to live within a 15-mile radius of a championship city. A championship city that doesn't require you to drive through three different area codes to get to. A championship city that has been thirsty for something to celebrate that's even slightly better than the pancake breakfast or something that's more unexpected than the annual Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony. Not to diminish either one of those great events, but this is something that hasn't happened in Springfield since Steve Nagel was 11 years old. Think about that! Now, I would like to point out that while the trip to the Calder Cup Finals is certainly exciting stuff, now would not be the time for any fan violence within the city. We already have enough of that with our minor league teams not winning conference championships. I say let's hold off until the city says it's okay to start acting like a bunch of delirious morons. Until that happens, cross your fingers, say your prayers, light your candles, and get ready for what could be one of the biggest nights in Springfield hockey history. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Want to really say happy Father's Day? Say it with power tools. Go to Rocky's. Tons of power tool deals all in the sales flyer. You'll find it in the store, on the app, or at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rockets 709 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Look who's here, our buddy. Yes, Scott Cohen brought to you by Mosquito Shield, the uh, local leader in residential mosquito control. Sign up now at MoShield.com. It's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you guys, too. Lock going on, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Saccharin sweet Scott Cohen because he's <laughs> fake as fuck. You know what? Yeah, Come well, on, what? man. You're uh, the biggest friggin' fat phony uh, around here. That's why they here. call me Stevia. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see what you did there, yeah. man. There is a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right Where do you now. want to start? Let's let's start with the Celtics uh, right now. They're locked up two games apiece with Golden State. Yep. These have been uh, these have been, they're all tough games. The Celtics have struggled every third quarter they've played against uh, uh, Golden State, but there's still more basketball to go, and everyone's feeling 
uh, you know, within the organization, still feeling confident that they could maybe pull. Yeah, this well, I mean, off. why wouldn't they? Sure, absolutely. I was, uh, you know, I was reading an article this morning. Two-two, um, uh, right? Yep. Um, each team is one on the other's home court, which is unusual. And you know, they, they, the old cliche is any uh, five or seven game series doesn't start until the home team loses, and it started like right out of the gate. And if you go and you look at, at the points so far, so two games apiece tied, even even Steven. Golden State has scored 422 points, and the Celtics have scored 421. That's how even this whole thing is be, it would be. So anyone who's going to sit there and say that the Celtics are in a hole or they're uh, you know they're they're the uh, you know they're taking a back seat right now. It's simply not the case at all. But the key to the third quarter is apparently tweet Steph Curry. I don't know if you heard my sports report. He pays attention to his Twitter feed during halftime. Does he really? He, re- he opens his phone, and reads what's going on. That's ridiculous. Throw him yeah, off, man. That's so I'm planning on I'm I'm planning on uh, writing some very filthy tweets. Yeah, today man. Somebody do really s- offensive. Somebody stuff. do something or send him some dick pics. Yeah. Oh, just well, saying. If I could get all three of you together, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, oh, there you yeah. go. I wouldn't even yeah. need a filter. That would be, that'd be terrific. I was going to say, you're trying to distract him or make him laugh. <laughs> it's like you know, one of the two. But no, um, but you know, and you know, I think I think one of the uh, differences um, in the series, aside from the third quarter thing, which we all know about, that the Celtics just go out there and lay an egg at halftime, and how, how you do that, I have no idea. Just it. It, it just boggles the mind. Well, but Curry's, Curry went out and had one of those Hall of Fame games the other night. And, you know, kind of there nobody on the Celtics is really – Jason Tatum really hasn't had one. Um, uh, Jalen Brown hasn't had one. They haven't done what uh, – our superstars haven't done what their superstars have done. And mm-hmm. that, that, to me, has been the key. Yeah. Somebody's got to like that whole thing. Somebody's got to step up. Somebody is going to do it, and I and I think you know Tatum has been, you know, at this point, you know, like on the cusp of becoming an all time great. Of player. course, and and once he can get past that block, I I you know it, he's an unstoppable force. He is, and and but Baxi, this what he's uh, what he's doing, going through right now, and the stage that they're on right now. This is the time where if if you are who you say you are and if you are who we think you are hello how about tonight yeah. how, how about we do that tonight mm-hmm. yeah i think i tonight could be a good game for the celtics i hate these nine o'clock starts though i just yeah. I hate west coast games it, it kills is. me yeah, yeah. It, it kills is. me we got to remember you know we sit there and we talk about that with the world series too and i think sometimes we <clears throat> you know we forget we're on the east coast and you know we're not the only friggin' people in the country uh, there's three other time zones, so the game's starting at six o'clock in L.A. And um, so, yeah, but we get we get the short end of the stick on all that. Nine o'clock's too late, man. Whew. You know, uh, it's hard to imagine that you could win as many games as the Red Sox have won over the last twelve games, and still be twelve and a half games out of yeah. first place behind uh, the, Yankees. the Yankees. I mean, it just it just shows you how tough that division is. That you could be playing as well as the Red Sox have. As of late, and still not have moved up in the standings. Not at all. all. I noticed that. I I noticed that this morning. Uh, more numbers for you. Um, uh, Red Sox in in June, right? Um, they've outscored their opponents forty nine to twenty five. Four shutouts by the pitching staff. 
Um, a nine and two record. They just finished up an eight and two road trip. And you're right. So I looked at all that. You go back. They're twelve and a half out. If it wasn't for the American League East, they'd be in in wild card contention in the other uh, two divisions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you're saying if there weren't other good teams, if there out weren't there, other good teams, they'd be baby, the best. they'd be the best. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good way to put that sports. Yeah, analysis. man. Yeah. They're just they're just in the wrong division, man. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. I mean, yeah. listen, they 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 got a five twenty five winning percentage right now, and that would be better than than some in some divisions. Yeah. All, but when you've got the Yankees with a uh, 733 winning percentage, it's, yeah. it's hard to get any traction at all. Yeah, by the way, the Yankees, I think, beat the uh, beat the Cubs yesterday, like, what, 18 to 2-4, something like yeah, that. Something so, ridiculous. Yeah, they're like, a freaking runaway freight 18 train. to 4. Don't pump Steve up over there. It's still early. Yeah, for, early for what? So early so we can see the Yankees, you know, hit uh, uh, 250 home runs? And you could see a complete collapse by August. You don't know what's going to happen. That's the great thing about baseball. It's a long season. And the great thing about these things is that you don't, like, you you could have a last place team be number one. The Orioles could be World Series winners. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm like, you never you. know what's going to happen. I'm begging you just, well, but, just but, be quiet. But, but, now's, but now's the part of the season where you're starting to see some early you know, injuries. You have all yeah. these hurts. Yep. You've know, got a couple other guys. I mean, and, and, and there are guys on the, on the Yankees that are banged up even after playing this well. So it does kind of matter what happens now because there, there may be guys who may be you know, could be gone for a long period of time. Baseball's and a battle of attrition. So exactly. Many yep. Wasn't, uh, I don't know what year, it was within the last five or six years where they, like the Red Sox were like uh, 13 games ahead. Yep. And then they were like five games behind at the end of the season with yeah. all within a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Like that's how quickly it can happen. Yeah, it can. And, and, and Red Sox fans not only remember that, but they remember the last 10 times something yeah. like that has yeah. happened. So that's. That's one of our uh, that's one of our big issues. It's a good thing you don't hold grudges. Some team and some teams it can happen to. I don't think it's going to happen to the Yankees. They're they're that good. Yeah, we have to talk about the uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds. Yeah, one game, one win yeah, away man. from a uh, Calder Cup final. I mean, that's not happened since 1991. Yep, 31 years ago. Steve Nagel was 11 years old the last yeah. time that happened. God, that's crazy. I know. I mean, it. it that was back with Jimmy Roberts, right? I believe so. Yeah, Jimmy Mary, Ro- Mary Hurley, Mary was, the Hurley mayor was the mayor of Springfield yep. back then. Yeah, so. Jimmy Jimmy Roberts was the head coach then, and um, and they're they're what game six tonight is home, and yes. they got a chance yep. to go to the stand, to call the Cup Finals. A, a win puts them in. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and and both games six and seven are both in Springfield. Hmm. So they have a chance to do it. Anybody at going? Home. Are you anybody here going to the games? I'm not. I mean, I'm not. But oh, uh, wait a minute. Six both are both games or do they go both, back and forth? Really, both games are in wow, Springfield. Wow, that's fantastic! Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I might go. Okay, yeah, I might go tonight. We yeah. will have uh, tickets to give away a little bit later on nice. uh, today. But uh, but yep. still, it's like you know, this is the kind of thing where you know they've done such a remarkable job of of turning excitement into that franchise, and the team has stepped up. And have played magnificently. Laval is a really tough team. Yeah, they are a real tough team. Yep. And Springfield has uh, has met the challenge, and it's 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 really hard not to get up into the excitement. I've got guys who up at the golf club I play at um, that um, you know I, I can't tell you when the last time you sit at the bar. Uh, you know, watching the golf on Sunday, and the guy next to you is wearing uh, uh, an old Springfield Indians hockey shirt. Young guy too, 
uh, talking about AHL hockey in, in Springfield, up in Northampton. D- I can't remember the last time that ever happened. And by the way, the Western Conference hasn't been settled yet either. The Stockton Heat and the Chicago Wolves are still battling it out. That would be kind of cool to get, if uh, you know, for the uh, Thunderbird players to get to go to Chicago to travel back and forth to Chicago. Yeah, hopefully not Stockton, California. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll we'll transport them on a, on a mega bus. Yeah, that's how well we're going to treat those players. <laughs> <laughs> so that, anyway, how's that bus ride to Stockton free, treating you lately? Free yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about golf today, right? Yeah. So the U uh, the U S Open is at Brookline um, at the Country Club uh, this week, um, and you know the uh, I guess the big the only thing that's been going on w- with uh, golf talk is this Saudi league. Um, there's a term that the live the L I V the L I V, and uh, you know it's called. Uh, and people are criticizing the the PGA players who you know are taking the the Saudi you know quote unquote blood money, and the term for it is called sports washing, and the Saudis have been using big time sports events to put themselves in a you know in a better light, just like uh, Hitler did with Nazi Germany with the 1936 Olympics, and we right. all you know we know the Jesse Owens story in yeah. that, and you know that I think so. Golf is the one taking the heat right now. But, I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, the Saudis are into Formula One racing. Uh, they, they've been in uh, top flight thoroughbred horse racing forever. They have a contract with the WWE and, and major uh, boxing events. And, and the, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Right. They're, they've been spreading that money, and big-time sports people have been taking that money for years. But, but, but now we're all we're talking about is – you know, hammering the golf guys for doing the same thing. But you know what? The, the reality is, and a lot of golf you know, you know, fans probably don't want to admit this, but I think the, a lot of the golfers kind of feel the same. I mean, there are some that are you know, going to you know, be against it, but the PGA and the LPGA, for that matter, operate as, as monopolies. They're and, monopolies. And they are, these are very, very... Uh, you rule heavy, power driven yep. organizations. So if I'm a golfer, you know, and I'm and I'm looking at the what, the way they treat their superstars and the way they treat everybody else. If I'm one of those guys who was on the other everybody else side of it, right. and I realize, hey, I may not be getting invitations to some of these, uh, these golfer these golf tournaments, or I may not be getting this or that that all these other guys are getting. And the money exists in the LIV, and, and you're you can, guaranteed. By the way, even if you finish money. last, yes, absolutely. You, know? you look at the comparison between both, and you know, just from a simple bread and butter perspective, mm. I can see why a lot of these guys are tempted to say, "Right, to hell with the PGA and their rules." There's other options for me that have never existed before. There was a guy uh, years ago. I, I think I even remember his name. I think his name was Barry Cheeseman. Yes. And um, and I played I played golf in in a pro am with him. And this is this is like going back to like the early '90s. And he was um, he was one of the the labor n- uh, negotiators on the players board that you know helped figure out rules this and that. And he said that every PGA player who shows up at a tournament should be paid. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, the PGA Tour is selling tickets, they're selling merchandise, they're doing this, doing that, and these guys are competing, maybe not for four days, but at least for two. And he said, I go, I go to a PGA event, if I don't make the cut, 
I don't make a dime. You lose money because of all the travel expenses. You lose money because you got to pay your caddy, you got a hotel, everything. You lose money. And so inherently, there's something wrong with that. And, you know, and the bottom line, I saw, I heard Dustin Johnson, again, the reporters are just killing these guys. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, what about if you, uh, you know, um, uh, what about the PGA Tour? You know, are you going to go after anything legal to, you know, so you can play it? And he looked right at the guy. He said, the reason I'm doing this, he says, I don't want to play more golf. I want to play less golf. There you go. And I want time for myself and for my family. I'm going to play this LIV. They're going to pay me a lot of money. Right now, they can play in all the majors. They mm-hmm. haven't said no to that yet. Right. He says, I'll play the majors, and I'll play the LIV, he said, and um, that's all That's what all I want. Did you see, by the way, a little trivia fact, what LIV, why they named it LIV? No. Anyone? No. no. So it's the Roman numeral for 54, and they play 54, 54 holes. 54 holes 54 instead holes. of 72 yep. holes, so they play three days instead of four. So less work for the golfers. Less for, work too. for more money. I just I and I saw the PGA commissioner interviewed yesterday by Jim Nance. You know that's a big suck fest, <laughs> and um, you know he 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 kept you know throwing at these words. It's not a it's not competition. It's just an exhibition. Mm-hmm. You know we're the real tour. This is just a little little sideshow. You know I'm 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 not going to come out on one side or the other with the players. They're free to make any kind of living that they want. But it's like look that thing is here to stay, mm-hmm. and the PGA. Tour is going to have to adjust to yep. it. Real quick, uh, the Stanley Cup final is going to be uh, Tampa Bay and Colorado. Uh, Frank Vitrano and the uh, the Rangers. Uh, Sandy, yeah. their uh, their uh, you know their season ended. I was watch I was watching the game uh, at the at the conference I was at on uh, on Friday and hoping that the Rangers would would win because it was would have been nice to see you know you know Frank get into the, into the Stanley Cup but not going to happen this year it's not and but uh, Colorado's got Kale McCarr who was the big star up at UMass so there there's a slight rooting interest for the Avalanche and also quickly U.S. Open this week in Brookline Mass who are you picking um I, I'm I'm picking somebody who is an an obvious name I think like a Justin Thomas or a Rory McIlroy okay. or or John Rahm is going to win it's not going to be someone out of the blue all right. Arnold Palmer. That's who I'm picking. There you go, uh, buddy. Yeah, all, major comeback from, all, the, from the grave. From the grave. Great <laughs> beverage. Great beverage, by the way, the oh, Arnold Palmer. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I prefer the John Daly with a little bit of vodka in <laughs> yes. it. A so. little bit. Uh, Scott Cohen is brought to you by Mosquito Shield, MoShield.com. It's good to see you. You guys, too. Have a good week. Absolutely. It's eight, uh, 724 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. 735 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Mention Rock 102 and save $2,500 off the cost of labor during Yankee Home's Thank You America sale going on now through July 4th. Call Yankee Home and mention Rock 102 all month long. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Here's an interesting and disturbing story from MassLive.com. Back in March, and investigators now releasing the story, Neftali Martial Matias is a 24-year-old Springfield resident, kept his girlfriend locked in the basement of the home he shared with his grandmother. She got out. Everything's okay. It was her 13th night of captivity when she realized she had to do something desperate. She started cutting herself with some broken glass, and apparently it was this young man's grandmother who saw the blood, freaked out, and so the guy opened the door to the cellar and let his girlfriend out. So grandma knew that she was downstairs? Apparently, or maybe she when she found out and saw the blood, that's when she, she caved in. Thank God. 
This guy had been choking his girlfriend, battering her. Jesus. Smashed her cell phone when she tried to call the authorities, but she got out okay. The and woman the woman whose name, of course, has been omitted in order to protect her privacy. Ladies, he's single. Yeah, ladies, I think you can do better, mm. frankly. He placed his hands around her neck. He choked her till she gasped for air. He threatened her what would happen to her if she tried to escape, but thank God she finally did escape. You can read the story in MassLive.com. Good God. Yeah, right? An we, awful story that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that Mayor Dom Sarno rarely appears in public. But he did yesterday, <laughs> on a Sunday, no less. He was there for the 83rd birthday celebration of Italian bread shop owner Joe Santos. It was located on Orange Street there, and they had a little makeshift happy birthday for him. Joe Santos's daughter, Jenny, organized the whole thing, invited the mayor and others, and it was a nice event. You know, I will say this about uh, Dom Sarno, and I'm not, you know, listen, I'm not kissing the man's ass. I don't need to do any of that. Mm-hmm. But he's a very conscientious guy. Like, if something has happened, you know, like to us personally, you know, maybe we mention it on the air or he finds out about it, he's usually like the first person to call or send a note, like a handwritten note. Yeah. Uh, you, guys have known him, stuff. you guys have known him for decades. I've only known him for less than a year now or even yeah. just a few months. And yes, because, you know, he heard about my bicycle accident. And he, he talks about that now I'm when he sees you, me in public. He uh, He's a very conscientious guy. And, and, a, and, a, and a guy like the Italian bread shop, you know, it's been around for generations. Mm-hmm. You know, here's Dom you know, wishing the, the guy well. I give him credit. Bada bing, bada boom, God bless Dom Sano. You know what's the, the most impressive thing about that man is that he remembers names and like details yes. about you out of all the people that he meets. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah, he's always asking about my kids, and he's he's asking about your family, oh, and yeah. uh, he wants to know what what's wrong with Dave, and uh, you know he asks all these questions. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. There's a lot of uh, lot was wrong with me, by the way. I'm I'm horrible at name. Me too. I mean, I'm I'm good with some people that uh, and I don't have a problem with, but there's sometimes where uh, you know someone will come up to me and they're talking to me like we've known each other forever, and I'm and I'm going through my mind trying to say. Like, I know this guy's name. I know who he is. Where do I know him from? What's his name? And so what I do, and this is a great little tactic, if my wife is with me, I will say, I'm sorry, have you met my wife, Jenny? Right. And then yes. she knows enough to say, hi, I'm Jenny. And yes. at that point, you know, they'll shake hands and he'll, and that guy or that woman mm. will say their name. And yes. that's like, oh, that's a, what a great tactic that has been. It is a good it trick. saved me many, many times. There's another trick for remembering people's names. And I learned this from a book called The Memory Book years ago. And it was written by, remember Jerry Lucas, Bax? The basketball player? Yes. Yeah. It was written by him in conjunction with a magician named Harry Lorraine, who used to do, like, magic tricks on stage, remembering, like, entire phone books and stuff like that. Right. And apparently what you do when you meet somebody, you look at their face closely, and then you think of something absurd that connects their face to their name. And then the three things all intersect in your Mm. mind, and when you go to try and remember it later on, it hits like, you know... Manuel Noriega and yeah. pineapple, I, for instance. I've, I've tried that, but then I forget the absurd word that mm-hmm. I'm supposed to associate with that person. Mm-hmm. I never, it can never connect. My uh, my mother bought that whole set from from him. 
the Harry Lorraine really? uh, set. Wow. Yeah, but she forgot where she put it. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. Yeah, she died of dementia. <laughs> well, Alzheimer's. How hideous. I'd, I'd blame that guy. All that memory training. Probably his gone fault. Gone to waste. <laughs> I remember my father going, what the hell are you spending your money on that for? You you suffer from CRS anyway, mm. which was can't remember shiznit. <laughs> <laughs> Hate when that happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, uh, I, love, I always love the... De- the domestic disputes in my house were just as domestic as the beer that he would use to get <laughs> drunk to call her names. Such a sensitive romantic oh, yeah. your dad was. Well, you don't want to waste your money on uh, imported beer when you can get a good, cheap domestic that works just as good. Oh, Listen, no. The cost-effective buzz. Yes. That's, that's what really matters. Hey, if you were following the fortunes of Zaisha Knighton, she's the Bay Path University student. The member of the Mass National Air Guard and the EMT, she was dancing on that show on Fox, So You Think You Can Dance? Well, she got eliminated. She fell just short yeah. of a space in the top 12. Yeah, she still got in, Yeah, which is better than most people did. Top, so, top uh, 12 is still pretty high. And she's doing something with her life, as I said, with all those degrees and all that experience. Think about all the people that have won any of those competition shows. The mm-hmm. most successful people are the ones that didn't win the contest. Mm-hmm. That's right. You yep. know? Yep. Yep. Kind of the, the like the second place finishers on American Idol. Like, uh, um, what's the bald guy? Chris Daughtry. Never won it. Look at how big he is, right? Yeah, he did pretty well. Yep. So we talked about uh, David Portnoy from Barstool Sports and how he does those one-bite pizza reviews. He did one for the Red Rose in Springfield. We're still waiting for it to show up on his website. But while we're doing that... The other site, Eat This, Not That. You ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. So they recently called out a bunch of famous coffee brands for being low quality. And these are some famous brands like Maxwell House. They say that they survive basically on name recognition alone. They use cheap coffee beans that tend to be more bitter. Also, Nescafe. Never very good. Apparently, they tweaked the ingredients a few years ago, and it's even worse now. Folgers, also on their list. You ever have Folgers crystals? Never. Put it right there on the shelf. You always got it. You always got coffee. Well, apparently... It's the mountains. Right. Or is that Sanka? No, no. That's right. Oh, which one's that? No, you're right. The peak. Steve. You're the right. The peak, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it is, and it's good you brought that up because they claim to be mountain-grown, but it's misleading. Coffee grown at high altitudes tends to be better, but apparently... Their Folgers is grown near sea level. It's at the base of a mountain. So they're lying to you. Yeah, there you go. Do you ever see those sexist coffee commercials from the 50s? Oh, yeah. Uh, Let me see if I can find one of these. These... uh These are really, really... Let's see if we can... Here's here's this one. Uh, There's an ad. All right. And I got to wait for that to... All right. Loading. Loading. uh, Let's see if I can... Let me see if I can get this. Uh... Oh. What I tell you? There's been much talk. Wait. Why did it? There we go. Here we go. Harvey, want anything special for your birthday? Just a decent cup of coffee. You're kidding. I'm serious. Honey, your coffee's undrinkable. It's pretty harsh. Well, so's your coffee. <laughs> you know, the girls down at the office make better coffee on their hot plates. <laughs> well, ouch. See you later. Ooh. And he didn't even kiss me goodbye. You know, if I could just make a decent cup of coffee, I could relax. So, relax. Why don't you try instant Folgers? Ah. Tastes good as fresh perked. Good as fresh perked? I'll surprise Harvey for his birthday tonight. 
That's his birthday. Okay. Hey, great coffee. It's instant Folgers. Doesn't it taste good as fresh perked? Better. Better than those girls make at the office. Honey, their coffee can't hold a candle to yours. Oh, oh that's good. Now, why don't you wash those dishes? Tastes good as fresh perked. Yeah, well, there's a, there's another one where the guy takes the coffee and uh, and he throws it on the petunias, and then she goes, "You'll kill the petunias," and he goes, "Oh, so you admit your coffee is disgusting and poisonous?" <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Witness with Harrison Ford? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and in that, he makes like a coffee joke. Of course, the Amish don't understand because, you know, they don't drink, they don't see TV. They don't get it. It's 744 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next, and now hear this Justin Bieber has total paralysis. We'll hear from him. And there's also a Pennsylvania man in trouble. And his picture included him wearing a New York Yankees hat, Steve. We'll get to that as well. Now hear this straight ahead on Rock 102. Hi, folks. Adam Quinville here. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 751 and the Scorpions. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Going to be muggy today with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 83. It's 69, giggity, downtown Springfield. 751 with back, Steve and Dave. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Audio clip number one. Based on a story Steve Nagel did during Hollywood Trash, Justin Bieber, the Canadian pop star, has total paralysis on the right side of his face. He posted a video where you could see the damage and talk to his adoring fans like Steve Nagel here. I have Ramsey Hunt syndrome, but it's going to be okay. In the meantime, I'm going to rest and I love you guys. He loves you, Steve, just so you know. Everything's gonna be okay with your favorite. Pop you love star. him back. I, yeah, I, uh, if I was his, uh, if I was his girlfriend, he'd never let me go. Well, did, I believe they, I believe they're married, that. right? Yes, but you know, if he had a side, oh, piece, another, oh I see what you Steve mean. would never let him go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you understand that, right? I, I, yeah, I, I get yeah. that. Yeah, you know, I, he's actually very talented. He he just. <laughs> He's All right, just get kinda, the hell out of here. Will you? He is. <laughs> he is. He can, the dude, he's got talent. I'm not saying I enjoy the talent. I bet you secretly have a real thing for him, don't you? <laughs> like a re, you're like a you're a big Justin Bieber fan. You're a Bieber head. Is that what they are? Are they Bieber? See, you I, even I, know I don't the even term. Know. No, I, I have no you're idea. The, you're the Bieber head. I'm not a Bieber head. You're the Bieber head. <laughs> Clip number two, a Pennsylvania man facing felony charges after allegedly using a fake $100 bill that clearly says on it, for movie use only. He tried to board a plane at the Arnold Palmer Regional Airport in Latrobe, Pennsylvania over the weekend. Here's Police Chief Henry Fontana talking about the accused... Steven Patterson. He went to the snack bar and he paid with a counterfeit $100 bill. He said that the pants he was wearing were not his. And he found the $100 bill in the pocket. A good attempt there. Pants what, uh, aren't mine. What what part clued them in that this guy might not have been on the up and up? The fact that he was wearing a New York Yankees ball cap like Mr. Nagel would? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Could I'll tell be. you what, though, using the uh, these are not my pants excuse, yes. I think works in a lot of other uh, situations. These are not my pants. I don't know where this fake $100 came, 
came from, but it mm-hmm. didn't come from me. Right. These are not my beautiful pants. My ah. God, how did I get here? My God, what have I done? Yeah, the talking head should turn that into another hit. Is that who that was? Yeah, I think so. And uh, clip number three, there's another shortage out there. Look out. Don't know what I'm going to do, going to do. Everything tastes bad when there's no sriracha. Sriracha is out. The hot sauce. We've been through this before. Yeah, apparently weather conditions have caused a major lack of chili peppers. So, hot so, sauce shortage. So what? So what What does that mean? That just means that we're just not going to have sriracha for a while? Yes. So, some people, it's going to ruin their diets. Yeah, some, that, you know, I mean, if you're hooked on sriracha, yes. it's hard to have a whole meal without some sriracha in your system. I think we are just so spoiled with all of the things that we have access to, and then... When something like, it's not like, you know, this is some major food supply chain that's not going to be around anymore because we don't have sriracha. You know, there, there, there's, we just complain about things. Oh my God, where are we, you know, we going to get the, our high-end uh, chili peppers yeah. now? Steve, I hear a lot of words coming out of your mouth, but it's not <laughs> making any sense to me whatsoever. I mean, you know, listen, well, you've, had a, you've had a pandemic, you've had war in the, in the Ukraine, you've had... Uh, yeah, you know, monkeypox, murder hornets. You and know, there's all, still plenty of other food to eat. Yeah, you know, we were we were, tr- were fighting each other over, over over toilet paper, and now it's sriracha. How much more can one group of human beings take? I I hate hot sauce, so for me, I don't care. You don't like hot sauce? Nope. Why? What are you chicken? You yep. afraid of it? Yep. Really? Yep. Can't handle a little heat in your mouth. Can't. Don't want to. Don't <laughs> like it. Don't enjoy it. I drink it like a beverage. Wow, we should have a challenge in the studio one day. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see you burn the roof, the roof of your mouth off. That'd <laughs> no, be hilarious. You, no, you. You're the you're the hot sauce enjoyer. You drink uh, a bottle there of was, it. You know, I know you like to bring up Syracuse a lot. There was a bar in Syracuse that I used to work at years ago mm-hmm. uh, called Munchies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard of that place. Yes, yes. And uh, there uh, they served... Uh, they were famous for serving the hottest wings in Syracuse, which this guy would get this hot sauce from some cabin yes. up in the Adirondacks, yes. and he would buy this stuff. And uh, it was like pure, like you would open the jar and you could see a flame coming mm-hmm. out of the top of it. That's how hot this thing was. Mm-hmm. And it was a blue flame, too. It wasn't yeah, just I thought hot flame. stuff. And uh, we had we had a, a plaque up on the wall of how many, you know, who was the next wing? Well, the thing was pretty much empty. There was like three names on it. And the most amount of wings somebody ate with that sauce on it was six. Because that's how hot this stuff was. Okay. It also uh, continued to be hot afterwards. Uh, so if you had this on your fingers, like one man did. Yes. And then uh, in his drunken state because, you know, that's what you do after you eat. uh, That's how you eat something like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. He went into the bathroom and then uh, went to Tinkle. Yes. And then uh, got some of that hot sauce on his nether regions. Had himself a hot tamale, didn't he? Yeah. It was like uh, he was like screaming (laughs) in pain. That's how uh, bad the burn was because he was you know, got it all over the the tip, if I, you will. I understood, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that's something you don't want to do in that kind of contest. I would strongly recommend rubber gloves. Yes, before you sit down mm-hmm. and uh, start Good packing point. those down. Well, wash your hands off first. 
Uh, yeah. Then go to the bathroom. I mean, I like heat. I don't like, you know, extreme heat. I'm not going to sit and have like a platter of wings that are, you know, ghost pepper or scotch bonnet type of pepper. It's not even enjoyable. I don't right. Even, these people who think they're cool doing that, you're not cool. You're an idiot. Right. Yeah. You're not enjoying right. any of it. Who wants to sweat yeah, but because Sirac- of something you ate? Right. But Sriracha's not that hot. No, I guess. Yeah. So. yeah. Either like Frank's Red Hot. It's not yes. that hot. It's hot enough. Right. Um, we have a shortage of hot sauce, but we don't have a shortage of hot tickets. To the Springfield Thunderbirds. Oh, I see what see you're what I, doing. That there. whole thing yes. was a whole construct there, wow, guys. Betsy I didn't Ross, really, I didn't you are really weaving care. things left and right over I, I there. I didn't really care about the hot sauce. Uh, Springfield Thunderbirds are facing the Laval Rockets in the Eastern Conference Finals. Game 6 is tonight at 7.05. So as I'm giving away this four-pack of tickets, you must pick them up today by 5 o'clock. With a positive ID, because we don't want everybody showing up here looking for these tickets. Mm. 10th caller right now, 293-1021, going to go see the Thunderbirds tonight. Could be the night that they bury this whole thing and head to the Calder Cup. So good luck to you. It's uh, 759, Rock 102. Hey, Springfield. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Billy Idol with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Good weather today, tomorrow, Wednesday, low to mid 80s, all three days. Very little chance of rain today, like 15%. So it might get a stray shower. Does your, uh, I know Dave, uh, you live in Enfield. Does your town have a, a slogan uh, like on, on the sign when you when you drive into town? Well, not, Does it say something? Not that I know of, but I know like to- it's Thompsonville, right? The area that I live in, it's it's like a historic, yeah. conserv- historically conserved area. I know it says something about Thompsonville there because that's where the apartment complex is located. Uh-huh. What about you? Does Hamden have a, uh, a um, like a slogan? Not that I'm uh, not that I'm aware of. I know that uh, Rehoboth, my hometown, yeah. uh, claims, and I don't even know if it's really true, but they claim that it is the birthplace of public education. Hmm. Uh, I was, uh, which I think is a load of garbage. The birthplace of public education. Yeah. Is that true? Because you're from there, that's why. Well, that's why I said it's my hometown. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they have they they have this thing called the Hornbine School. It's a one room schoolhouse that Mm -hmm. they don't teach there anymore. But it's like one of the first public public school houses in America. Mm -hmm. So I guess in a way, they'll hang their hat on nearly anything. There's a lot of history here in the Bay State, you know. Oh, I know. Lots of history. Uh, but you got, yeah, I'm reading the, these things on Wikipedia. You got uh, the Belmont is the town of homes, which isn't Springfield the city of homes? Hmm. Yeah, but they're a town. We're a city. <clears throat> gotcha. Attleboro is the jewelry capital of America. Really? That's true. That is true. And more uh, jewelry manufacturers back in the old days. Mm-hmm. My grandparents both worked in those factories in Attleboro. Hmm. Uh, Northampton, uh, the paradise city. We we know that. Uh, yep. Nothing really paradise about it. Uh, what's what's so? What makes it paradise? Every time that? I've been to the paradise city, I keep screaming, "Please take me home." Uh, yeah, is it, <laughs> I I believe Axel Rose saying, uh, "Take me down to the paradise city where the people just walk out in the crosswalks and disregard traffic <laughs> left and right uh, because we feel we're better than everybody else." Hmm, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, that's ex- take me down to the paradise city where all those yeah. storefronts used to be. Yeah, take, yeah, take Look, me down to the paradise city where Eric Shore has destroyed most of the businesses <laughs> in town. Little known lyric in that song. It goes by so fast, I hardly hear it. I guess. Uh, North Adams is the Tunnel City. I'm reading all these things. Well, it, what, what happened was I I, I went to where over the weekend where yeah by choice no less. really yeah and intentionally and, and as i'm driving into town i see the sign and it says 
where? Welcome to where, Massachusetts? Somewhere worth seeing. And do they say the <laughs> really? Do they say the somewhere W A R E? No, do, it's somewhere. It's like, it's right, spelled normally. normally. Okay, uh, somewhere, somewhere worth seeing. Yeah, and I'm thinking, did they leave a part off of there going? Is not here or <laughs> is somewhere else? Uh, but then I, uh, I'm asking my friend who, who lives out there, and uh, she was like, "Oh, well, it used to be, it used to be called the town that can't be licked." Hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know if uh, I'd want to do any licking in the town of Ware. Anytime I've been in yeah. Ware, I was always very careful not to put my mouth on anything. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, well, especially the uh, the guy running the illegal strip club at Robbie's place. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, you remember yes, that do. one? I do. Uh, and then and then I'm like, so I'm like reading all these things about. It's one of these towns that obviously back in its heyday had some real, you know, substance to it. There was sure. mills, and I think they they made blankets out there, and they they did all these kind of things. But it's uh, it's really. Not somewhere to what did I say it was? Somewhere to see, someplace. What did I just say? Yeah, somewhere uh, worth seeing. That's it. Somewhere worth seeing. And I was like, "Oh, you're right. It was really worth seeing these closed up businesses and <laughs> things like that. That was that was worth that was worth a trip yeah, out there here. There you go. Well, I have a name for Enfield. Then now that yeah. I'm thinking of it, my hometown right now where I live it's, it could be the home of the big box store because there's like Dick's, there's Home Depot mm -hmm. there's, yeah. uh, you know Target, There, I mean there's every single one yeah. that you could possibly want you know, whenever I think of Enfield, I think of Dick's that's for damn sure, mm, Thank yeah, you. you're damn right about that appreciate especially that. in Thompsonville <laughs> and really any part of it's town it's really on really. Hazard Avenue though that's right yeah. but uh, but where, I mean we, you know, we've, you know, the funny part about where is uh, is, uh, you know, at first glance, you think, well, this is an adorable, charming little town. But then as you, like, you know, walk around town, like, uh, or you know, even just drive past it, and you notice all the people who are, like, passed out on the ground. Yeah, you're yeah. just thinking, well, maybe, maybe, maybe my first impression should not be the lasting impression. I, I mean, I don't want to crap all over the town of where, but I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just... I guess I've heard so much about. I never really got into the the, the guts yes. of the city. I've only been. I think I was only to the Walmart. Uh, I, I actually visited our friend uh, Steve Hawk, who yep. li who lives out there. But I never really got into the downtown area. And boy, let me tell you something: that Pulaski Street with all the registered sex offenders—that mm. is one twenty-four hour a day block party, my that's, friend. Oh, you're damn right about <laughs> that's that. Right, yeah, that's right. That's it. Ain't you... no party like a sex offender street party because a sex offender street party don't stop. Yeah, that's not an Uber giving you a ride around town. No. Um, you know the thing about it is uh, you know we uh, we mock towns like Ware or Palmer or you know some of the others but you know, if you go around this great commonwealth of ours they don't want to candle the crap holes like Brockton or Taunton or Lowell yeah. or any of those other Lawrence you know not, it, 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 we, you know we're we're kidding ourselves we're yeah. not none of the towns around here are that are that horrible well, Brockton I, is horrible and every place has its good and bad points like we were making fun of New Haven earlier but yeah. you were saying how the folks in New Haven probably make fun of Springfield. They probably do. But, yeah, yeah I mean, we've we've all been through New Haven, and we all know we don't want to go back mm -hmm. unless, unless you know, you get a coupon for the pizza. I just, I, I always, I, I, 
interested to know the history and how people came up with these like tag names for like, like in my town it kind of makes sense it's like huntington is a right to farm community makes sense because there's you know a lot of farming going on there there's like agriculture and things like that uh city of homes in springfield a lot of homes a lot of old victorian homes and like right but uh but where is somewhere worth seeing mm-hmm. is That's- 60 miles to the <laughs> east where boston is <laughs> Well, you know, years ago, years ago, when Mike Albano was the uh, the mayor of Springfield, he uh, he wanted to call it Springfield, the comeback city. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, "Do you mean Springfield will be here when you come back? Because <laughs> there's a big difference between the two. <laughs> there's a huge difference between the two. <laughs> but uh, uh, what what would you if you had to name Hamden? What would you name Hamden? I would say uh, Hamden, Massachusetts, the gateway to Wilbraham. That's Ooh, what I would say. Catchy. Yeah, exactly. Well, Because really, I mean, you know, the, the best parts of Hamden are towards the direction of Wilbraham. <laughs> you know? That's where all the ha- good stuff is. But I love Hamden. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bad-mouthing any of it. I, I, I love that town. Well, well, Hamden's more of a like a rural town, I would think. I would, yeah. I, would see, I would consider that more of a rural town as opposed to Wilbraham, which uh is the big city right i would also say that the 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 the, the next appropriate slogan for hamden is hamden massachusetts we really could use a a a stoplight that would be that would be to me that would be a very important thing listen if you put a traffic light up in hamden you would have uh you'd have to get uh, money from mgm for the host agreement to to all the traffic coming through town i i I got you but the the intersection right in front of uh, la cucina uh quite frankly could use a light and i'm still going with enfield for my place the home of the big box store although i could make it the home of the guy that used to be on this show i could do that as well now, what about Huntington for you? I don't, I don't know who you're talking I, about. You I'm know. unaware of that. Huntington would be the home of domestic beer and disputes. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, ooh, how, are you maintaining that image, or this uh, is just in memory of your dad? There always seems to be yeah. uh, you know, a state trooper breaking <laughs> up some sort of argument uh, somewhere in the town. Like, you, you know. It gives it, a real, it gives it a real uh, homey feel to it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, every town's got its problems. You know, that's true. You got, you, there, there might be crime in certain areas of, uh, of Springfield. There might be, uh, you know, uh, rough neighborhoods uh, from time to time. But we we just like to fight with each other. Mm. That's what we do. Congratulations. That does yeah. make it kind of sound nice, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Mm hmm. It's 822 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make. 832. With back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. A couple of major ceremonies going on over the weekend. We told you about the big deal at the Italian bread shop with the birthday of the owner. Also, a major ceremony at the 104th Fighter Wing. Commander Colonel Tom Bladen handing the torch to his successor in a change of command ceremony. It took place yesterday at Barnes National Air Guard Base. Bladen officially turning the wing over to his vice commander, Colonel David Halasi Kuhn of Suffield, Connecticut. What a badass name it is. Commander Bladen. Commander Bladen. You do not mess with the commander if he's got a last name like Bladen. Right? Meantime, a federal judge... 
has set a trial date for the three defendants charged in the alleged swindle of two Springfield Municipal Golf Courses. The former golf pro Kevin Kennedy and home builders, the Pecoys, set to go to trial seven years after the high-profile federal raids on the city's two public courses. I don't really understand why it's taken seven years for this to happen. I mean, other than I realize you know, Kevin Kennedy is very connected and all of that. <laughs> But it's prolonging the inevitable seven years. Well, I mean, you had the pandemic, so it was probably ready to go to trial a couple of years ago, and then all that got pushed away, and it's not like it's a violent crime, so it's not uh, as pressing as you would be if somebody had murdered somebody or something like that. No, but, I mean, considering that you're talking about uh, all kinds of money for a guy who's just, you know, basically running a golf course... Just uh, seven years is a long time to wait to bring a guy to trial. Yeah, if, if you if you asked me to testify as a witness in a trial and I had to remember stuff from seven years ago, I'd be a terrible witness. I can't remember things from seven minutes ago. Well, hopefully they got a stenographer to take down notes or something like I that. I guess. Uh, Kennedy accused of fleecing those golf courses for hundreds of thousands while a contractor for the city, he allegedly used the stolen cash to pay for the construction of two homes in East Long Meadow and on Cape Cod. Damn. Yeah. He was rolling in D's and had a good-ass job. Well, um, no. I mean, his, his job wasn't paying him that much to justify two homes of those size. And uh, the fact that uh, you know, all of this money came into his possession to build these homes should have been a huge question mark for people like i don't know how you expect to not be caught if you're if you're taking that much money off the top meantime a couple of marine corps sergeant majors who are retired are using their time to create some awareness for the history flight which is a nonprofit dedicated to identifying the remains of U.S. military personnel killed overseas and then arranging their transportation home for proper burials. So these two retired Marine Corps Sergeant Majors are walking across the United States. Right now they're out on Route 20 somewhere. Route 20, the longest single road in the U.S. highway system, and they're walking from Boston to Newport, Oregon. After 56 years of active duty, they're going to raise awareness, and the point of the walk is dubbed the Long Road. I uh, I, I can't even imagine walking a mile right now. Mm. Uh, never mind walking across the country. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. No, it's not, I mean it, maybe it's not fun, but it, it you know it's for a good cause. But I like to have fun all the time <laughs> with your good cause going That's on. That's right. If I'm going to have a good cause. I'm going to demand fun. All right. You know, if anybody's going to do something that uh, that strenuous, it's going to be a Marine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the the Marine uh, is the one that would take on a task like that. That's like the Chuck Norris type of behavior, but in real life. Right. You know? Mayor Sarno could probably walk the distance from Boston to Newport, Oregon. He's he's never going to do that because, you see, he's not out of his mind. That's the difference. He's not crazy. (laughs) The seismic scale actually has a magnitude above nine. It's called the Maya Dom Dom Sneeze. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Yep. I never need to flush the toilet. <laughs> I just scare the crap out of the toilet. 
And he, he doesn't carry it around in a suitcase like Vladimir Putin, which we covered earlier, it, by the way. Thank God. Yeah, in case you missed that one. I, I think that'll be coming up later this week in the Saturday show with uh, back Steve and Dave. Hey, Massachusetts health officials have identified two new cases of monkeypox in adult men. Both men known to have a close relationship with each other. The cases were confirmed over the weekend after testing was completed at the state public health lab in Jamaica Plain. Initial symptoms of the monkeypox include fever, headache, sore throat, swollen lymph nodes, and then a rash can also develop, and you can get them pustules. Is that what you call it? Pustules. 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 Yes, those things, full of pus. So if you got any of that, beware the monkeypox. It's here in Massachusetts now. The monkey pox. You know, uh, the monkey. You better watch out, baby. Who's that? Don't look now. There's a monkey on your back. Watch out, baby. Who's that? Don't look now. There's a monkey on your back. Watch out, baby. Who's that? Don't look now. There's a monkey on your back. Who is that? I believe it's George Michael. Again? Again. Mm. Jesus. Twice in the same show? I know. It's like amateur hour. Yeah. Uh, We go from monkeys to cockroaches. There's a company in North Carolina with an exciting offer. If you allow them to come into your home and release 100 cockroaches, they'll give you $2,000. Really? Yeah. Is their plan to get rid of the cockroaches? Yes. The company is known as the Pest Informer, and they're trying to test out a new pest control technique and see if it's effective. So they need volunteers. Five to seven homeowners will be selected. In addition to the infestation, you'll also have to consent to them filming and monitoring your home for about 30 days. The pest informer promises that you'll be rid of the roaches at the end. If their new technique doesn't work, then they'll use, quote, traditional cockroach treatment options at no additional cost to you. I so, don't. Would I do, you? I wouldn't do that. Would you? I'm not no, so no. sure I'd do it. Two grand? hundred nah, cockroaches? Ten grand, maybe. Not two grand. Hmm. I I'd do, it, do for, it for two I, grand. I'd do I it know. for five. No, ten. Not ten. two. No, nothing ten? less than ten. All right. Well, then ten it is. Well, I get the I get the the order. I'll do it for two. I will not put up with infestation of any kind. So I'm gonna. Yeah. You, you, two two grand is not enough. I, I suppose you're running the risk of like. Two, two of the cockroaches mating while they're in your house, and then the baby's not emerging for quite well, some I think time, it, right? I think at that point you bomb the house and you kill those little suckers mm-hmm. all day long. Are cockroaches more of jerks than regular roaches? <laughs> I would assume so, no, yeah, just, just, ba- <laughs> just based upon the descriptive uh, nature. You of are a real cockroach, That's you know it. that? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there's an internet rumor that's blazed through the country of Zimbabwe that people were so desperate they were selling their toes for cash. It was false, but not until the country's deputy minister of information, Kindness Paradza, that's the name of the deputy minister of information in Zimbabwe, Mm -hmm. Kindness Paradza. How many people were handing over their toes? According to the report, hundreds. One by one, in order to prove this was a hoax, apparently (laughs) the deputy minister of information had to line up a bunch of people and ask them to take off their shoes to prove they had all ten toes. Zimbabwe's state media recorded the whole investigation.
This is what happens in other countries. You get a wild rumor like that spreading that things are so bad, supply chain issues and everything else, got to sell your toes for cash. Don't buy it. Not happening. Yeah. Um, I never want to take anything off of me <laughs> if I can help it, mm-hmm. you know, just for a few bucks. Right. You know, if I need to make some sort of donation otherwise, sure. uh, some... You know, some sort like a blood donation. One of your kidneys for a loved one? Well, yeah, for a loved one, sure. But, you know, for the most part, I'm not uh, jumping to the chance to remove a toe or a Mm. testicle for 25 bucks. I'm just not doing it. Uh, It's not just other countries that believe things. I mean, can you imagine if somebody uh, like a world leader came out and said you should put bleach into your lungs to to kill Mm. any diseases? I mean, that would be crazy. Yeah, that would imagine be. if people believe that, too. Probably if they feared that leader enough, yes. Yeah. yeah. What about eating Tide Pods because mm. they're delicious? Mm-hmm. What about uh, any number of things that we believe that is not really ma- doesn't really make us unlike any other country? We are pretty stupid. It's a good point. But we're stupid as a species. It's not just one country or another. I'm sure if someone made a, a a good argument for why people should donate their toes, there'd be a couple of Americans that would do it. Probably. But stupidity does run rampant. And there was a great picture on Mass Live this morning of another truck <clears throat> stuck under the railroad underpass on Chestnut Street in Springfield. The tractor trailer became wedged under the bridge next to Lyman Street. Crews had to close one of the two lanes for quite some time as they worked to remove the truck. I think the truck was just carrying a bridge and it ran out of gas. That's what really happened. <laughs> <laughs> they don't usually carry the bridge left to right, you know, like, like yeah. a perpendicular right. th- hall. Yeah, I good think point. We've talked about this before, and it, there's plenty of signs that say how yes. low that bridge is. Yes. And uh, we've talked about that ri- the, the, uh, the Onondaga Lake Parkway up in, up in Syracuse. Yes. That had for miles, miles. They've had signs mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, there's a bridge coming up," and then they eventually painted the entire thing yellow, right? So you could say, "Hey, don't go under this bridge." Yet that guy with the double decker mega bus, yep, didn't see that, and then a bunch of people got killed as the top of the bus got sheared off. Yep. as he drove under the bridge. Yeah, thank God there were no injuries yeah. in this local one that I just talked no. about. But stupidity and. Illegal activity because there are signs, like mm-hmm. you talked about, next to this bridge. Not to mock a tragedy, but didn't Super Dave Osborne do that once? He had a piano on top of a bus, yeah, and uh, and the bus takes off, and he's playing the piano. I missed that <laughs> and episode. And then they go on the, the overpass. overpass. The overpass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just completely you know, wipes him off the top of the bus. Suddenly you don't hear the piano anymore. Is it called the underpass or an overpass? What's the difference? Well, as a vehicle, you underpass, but yeah. if you're going over, it's an overpass. Oh, so he would he hit the underpass. Then. Yes, that's or he I hit guess, the overpass. Yeah, right. Which one did he hit? I can't remember which one it was. Let's just put it this way: it didn't really matter. It destroyed the piano and it knocked him off the bus. Well, words matter. <sighs> I hey, listen. I'm not going to second guess Super Dave Osborne. God rest his soul. It got him publicity. That's all that counted. All that matters. That's Eight, right. Eight forty four. We're back. Stephen Dave on Rock one hundred two. This is what camping sounds like when you have sleep apnea and struggle with CPAP. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 and Collective Soul with Max, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Oh, nice days pretty much for the start of the week. Today, tomorrow, Wednesday, low to mid-80s with lots of sunshine, very little chance of rain. 
Yeah, you know, out in Westfield, there's the uh, Whip City Animal Sanctuary, and they uh, supply uh, needed shelter, feed, and veterinary care services to uh, surrendered, neglected, and abused farm animals. It's a great organization, a great place to uh, take the kids to see the animals. And uh, they're holding the golf tournament, and on the phone uh, to talk about that with us is uh, Sonia Henderson from the Whip City Animal Sanctuary. Good morning, Sonia. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Uh, so tell us what, a little bit. Uh, I know we got the, we were talking about the golf tournament you got coming up, but tell us a little bit about what you do over there at uh, at Whip City Animal Sanctuary. Um, well, just as you said, we um, take in um, you know, abused, neglected farm animals. Um, we give them a forever home. We take care of them. We feed them. Um, vet bills. You know, kind all all kinds of things that are involved with animals. Um, you know, we have. Um, Community days where people can come in and, and meet the animals and visit with them, and, and then you get you get well, uh, it's a lot, <laughs> right? So, but but on the on the weekends, you, you is are you open every day or are you just open on the weekends for people to come and, no. and visit? Yeah, we are open right now. We're open Saturday ten to twelve, right? Um, for the for the you know for people to come in and visit. You know, we have community days where we'll have some activities and fun things for the kids to do when they visit. Um, you know, to help raise money. And, and where and where like are these uh, like where you, where you get the abused animals? Do they come from like all over the country, or are come, they just yeah. local locally? Well, they are, yeah, they're kind of local. I mean, like we we take in some, some we get calls like from animal control with chickens and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get people that see us online that you know they might have a goat or a pig or something. Um, we just got a new little baby goat that somebody couldn't take care of. You know, things like that, people will contact us, and if we have room for them, obviously we will do our best to take them in or help them find someone who can help them. This, this is uh, Sonia Henderson from uh, the Whip City Animal Sanctuary. The The golf tournament that you got coming up on Saturday is at uh, East Mountain Country Club. Tell us what's uh, what's going to be going on on Saturday. Saturday, July 16th. Well, actually, oh, until July 16th. Yes. <laughs> yes Excuse me, July not this, not no. this Saturday. Oh, God, no. We're a month out. <laughs> Yeah, don't scare her like yeah, that. Yeah, right. So, so right. Tell, but tell us what's, uh, what you guys got got, uh, got planned. Well, we have um, our golf tournament. It's our second annual. Um, it was a lot of fun last year. We've had a lot of um, compliments on, on the you know good time everybody had. Um, it'll be, um, you know, obviously a golf tournament with um, carts. We're doing foursomes. Obviously, there'll be carts for them to, to use. We'll have dinner at the end, um, be a couple of... Um, golf games i'm not really great at golf but there is um there'll be we'll have a raffles afterwards there's a couple contests uh closest to the hole and closest to the line um you know things like that involved in a golf tournament. right right but you're but you're also looking for sponsorships and not just golfers too golfers we, too yes. but 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 the sponsorships yes. are a big thing too we are looking for sponsorships that's how we um raise money for our farm um we have different levels of sponsorships um we also have um a whole signs available if you want to advertise for your company it's a great way to do that we also have some people that um buy golf signs in memory of someone or you know or memory of an animal or things like that so um we have you know quite a different lot of ways to you know help us raise money uh, listen, uh, just an idea for a raffle prize perhaps uh, maybe lunch with the animals you know, like uh, you could oh, win. You God. could win. Uh, uh, what's one of the horses' names you got down there? Uh, we've got Omen and Gabe, Molly uh, oh, and Reed. Uh, Omen. Uh, uh, who wants to have lunch with Omen? 
Uh, you could also, you know, you eat your bag of oats uh, along with Omen. And, Maybe get like a c- access to the salt lick. Yeah, it's like like a VIP yeah. dining experience, <laughs> exactly. right? Well, you can, yeah, you can bring in watermelon. It's his favorite. Yeah. Oh, well, well, there, there you go. go. You can love watermelon this time of year. <laughs> Uh, but uh, and, and you can get more information about this golf tournament at WhipCityAnimalSanctuary.com. I'm correct about that, right? Yes, we have a um, – that's our email, and we also have um, – you can get the information off of our Facebook page, Whip City Animal Sanctuary. All right, Sonia Henderson, uh, golf tournament, again, coming up for the uh, Whip City Animal Sanctuary on July 16th at East Mountain Country Club. More information at WhipCityAnimalSanctuary.com. Sonia, we appreciate the time this morning. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, best of luck. And uh, guys, you know, it's interesting. We were talking about nickname cities before, and Whip City. Now, I don't know the story. Do you guys, what is, what, is Westfield, right? Or, or uh, Yes, they used to make whips there. Okay. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Like, hmm. See, I always like, thought it was, like, it was about the cream. Yeah, no. It was not about the cream? No, like it wasn't whipped cream? No, that's what I thought it was. I first. really like whipped but cream. It was, uh, it's, they made whips for, okay. for the animals. Okay. The yeah. very whips that you're not allowed to use on the animals at the Whip City Animal Sanctuary. Gotcha. But yet they still good. call themselves yeah. the Whip City because it's kind of fun to say. Okay, it is. Whip City. Yes. Do you have, do you have to say whip like that because it's a W-H? You could. You cool. could say whip. Cool whip. Cool yes. whip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's right. 857 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102.